Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show recapping the weekend of March 4th through the 6th, 2022. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, this is a late episode recording and releasing on a Thursday. Um, I'm currently sitting in my living room surrounded by most of my worldly possessions packed away in boxes. Uh, tonight, today is the last day I can record and upload this episode before packing up my recording setup later today, um, as well as my internet rather, um, before moving tomorrow. So for this episode, I'll try to keep it short uh, so I can kind of get back to finishing packing up for that move, uh, which isn't exactly easy since the biggest release of the year so far has happened this past weekend, but we'll do our best to keep it brief. Uh, this past weekend, we had Warner Brothers' The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves and starring Robert Pattinson, separate from the DCEU, similar to how Joker was a couple of years ago. Um, the Batman came out to a stunning 134 million US uh, in 4,417 4, 4, 4, ah, theaters, a per theater average of $30,339. It blew past many lowball estimates of even below $100 million um, and secured the second highest opening of the pandemic, um, aside from the obvious No Way Home. Uh, in fact, there are a couple of records that this broke. Uh, this is not records, but new, you know, kind of new landmarks. Uh, this is Warner's uh, first $100 million opener since it opened back in 2017 and their highest opening since Batman vs. Superman in 2016. Um, not to mention, it grossed more in its first weekend than any Warner Brothers film in 2020 and 2021. Uh, the highest grossing film otherwise was Dune, uh, made only $107 million last year. Uh, and then going back to 2019, it's you know this 134 million opening weekend was you know, would have been good for number six of the entire year list uh, for 2019, um, losing out to three DC films, including The Joker, um, It Chapter Two, uh, and Detective Pikachu, and you know some of those you know and all of those again uh, opened lower than this one did, uh, or so you know th this one definitely has the ability to to you know, surpass some of those. Um, in in addition, uh, it's actually the first hundred million dollar opening film, and it's not a Disney property going back to 2018 when Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom opened. Um, now, breaking down the numbers a little bit day by day, you know, starting on a Thursday previews, um, inclusive of, of some earlier in the week, I think there were like some IMAX screenings on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, you know, those Thursday preview numbers were $21.6 million, um, as usual, combined into the Friday numbers that comes out to Friday having a $56.6 million opening, um, it then dropped down 24% to Saturday for $43.2 million, and then a very solid 21% for Sunday for about $34.1 million for the day. Uh, Pre-sales -wise, pre wise, it was about 55 million total in pre-sales out of this 134 million. Um, and then about 38 million of the weekend went toward uh, toward premium formats like IMAX or Dolby. Um, you know, and you know, this is obviously was bolstered, you know, the, those pre-sales were bolstered by solid reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, you know, certified press, 86% critics, and now 89% audience members, and the cinema score is an A minus. Um, overseas it added another $123.5 million, led by the UK and Ireland at 17.8 million, the highest opening weekend of the pandemic behind Spider-Man and uh, No Time to Die. Uh, this puts at a worldwide total of $257.5 million against a reported $200 million production budget. 
Now, looking ahead, you know, there are a couple of big factors that will impact what the final total of Batman will be. Uh, first of all, it is a about three-hour-long film, which, you know, may limit the number of people who go back to watch it multiple times in theaters. Um, and I think it will also deter any potential weekday viewers. It's kind of hard, you know, to find time after work for a three-hour film. Um, you know, secondly, this one has a 45-day theatrical window before going to digital and HBO Max. Um, so while less of the 10... Now, usually less than 10% of a film's total gross comes after the 45-day mark, you know, in some cases even only 5 or 3%, um, this still may impact viewer behavior, right? If a viewer who hasn't seen it yet by day 30, you know, this finally has time to watch it, maybe they might decide, hey, you know, I'm going to, you know, take, you know, instead of going to, to go watch it, I might end up, you know, watching it uh, on HBO Max in a couple of weeks instead. Or, you know, again, those repeat viewers who may have gone otherwise might just choose to save their money and just watch it later uh, afterwards for the repeat viewings on HBO max um so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out now with a 3x multiplier which would be pretty very very good for this film um that would put it to maybe about 400 million domestic you know and you know of course you know if it's a little bit less than three then maybe somewhere maybe plus or minus 50 million domestic i'll make another 400 million or so overseas um especially given that this coming weekend it's opening in japan and then in two weekends it'll be opening in china so maybe a 750 to 850 million total when all is said and done um you know given that plus or minus 50 domestic um, so I'm going to keep it brief for the rest of the top five. You know, these are all the same films from last from uh, from last week. Um, you know, Uncharted dropped aside from Batman, obviously. Uh, Uncharted dropped 52 percent in second to second place in its third weekend for one 11.1 million dollars. That puts it over the 100 million dollar domestic mark and puts it at 271 million worldwide against its 220 million dollar budget. So looks like that's probably going to be profitable for Sony. So you know, good on them for that. In third place, Channing Tatum's Dog made $6 million in its third weekend for $40 million to date domestic, $45 million worldwide, uh, against a $15 million production budget. Definitely profitable for them there. Uh, in fourth place, No Way Home made uh, $4.5 million in its 12th weekend uh, for $786 million domestic total, uh, $1.864 billion worldwide. I'm going to round out the top five. Death Note on the Nile dropped 39% in week four, the $2.7 million for $37 million domestic total 115 million worldwide total against its 90 million production budget that said even though it's not likely to fully break even i think you know disney being aware of the controversy and kind of like this was kind of dead in the water no pun intended um you know given you know some of the uh, uh particular actor making it hard to really market the film um they seem to be happy with it enough especially it looks like with that overseas performance um that a third one has actually already in the works again with kenneth Branagh, like the star and direct uh, already working on the next one one. Now, beyond the top five, you know, a couple films closed their run. Um, you know, uh, we have the 355 from earlier this year. Eight-week run with 14.6 million total against a 75 million production budget. Definitely a big flop. Um, House of Gucci ended its domestic run at $53.8 million. Uh, worldwide, it's made $152.1 million against a 75 million production budget. And, you know, got a got an Oscar nomination out of it. Maybe not all the ones they wanted, but definitely got an Oscar nomination. Um, and then while it isn't one isn't over per se, uh, Serrano, you know, which I watched, a couple of weeks back uh it's what has been so mismanaged with all the changing release dates and wide release, limited release, and so on um, that it didn't even get the Oscar nominations it wanted. It just got one, uh, you know, for for costume. Um, and now it's actually available for PVOD only a week and a half after its wide release, which you know might be the fastest I've ever seen it, excluding day and date releases and obviously the uh, post pandemic rush, uh, you know, the pre pandemic uh, films coming out in, on digital very soon after the the initial you know wave of the 
virus. So, you know, definitely not a great performance for Serrano there. As far as other releases, you know, the 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 only one real notable I think was Kogonada, uh, you know, director of the film Columbus, starring John Cho a while back. Um, he has a new sci-fi film uh, called After Yang uh, from A24, opening in forty six to forty six thousand dollars in four theater, twenty four theaters for about a nineteen fifty three per theater average. Uh, overall, total box office for the weekend is 165.3 million. This actually beats out the 2020 uh, you know, number, which again, this was the last. This equivalent week was the week when Onward came out. You know, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, maybe like a week or so before everything shut down. Um, you know, that falls uh, short. Though this 165 million from this year does fall short of the 2019 equivalent week, uh, which was Captain Marvel's debut and was over 200 million dollars. Um, this coming weekend, there's no major while you releases though Pixar's newest film Turning Red um, I believe debuts uh, in three theaters uh, in order to qualify for an Oscar run otherwise it's free to watch on Disney Plus um, this one has 175 million production budget which is a same you know that it's not getting a wider theatrical release due to the stellar preview scores you know so it's currently certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at 94% now, while there is, and you know, this kind of does lead to some increasing paranoia online that you know, Lightyear might also not get a, light, a theatrical release, which would be a big mistake on Disney's part. But we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, overseas, aside from the Western businesses pausing all business in Russia, including Netflix, uh, the Batman took up most of the oxygen of the movie news world this weekend. Um, the only other interesting stuff comes out of Japan, where, you know, again, Batman has not yet debuted, will be coming this coming weekend. Um, the newest Doraemon film pushed uh, Jujutsu Kaisen out of the top spot uh, after its like 11th week or something. Um, other than that, it looks like Toho Cinema Saints is being uh, investigated for antitrust violations. Uh, moving over to China, you know, the top five stays the same as last weekend. Number four and five switch, but still all the same films. Uh, Battle of Lake Changjin sits at top place with, you know, 7.5 million this weekend, adding to a 626 million running total. Too Cool to Kill is at 403 million to date. Nice View at 211 million to date. Uh, Japanese romantic drama, I Fell in Love Like a Flower Bouquet, moved to, uh, up to number four uh, for running $10.1 million. And then Boonie Bears Back to Earth dropped to fifth place with its running total of $150 million dollars from the Lunar New Year to date. Now, China is about 17% behind where it was this time last year for the total 2021 box office. Um, I think mostly driven by a lack of new releases, both local and Hollywood films. However, you know, on the Hollywood front, there are a bunch of new films coming up in the, you know, I think one a week at least for the next couple of weeks. So, you know, this coming weekend, you know, of the 11th, uh, there's a 2020 Taiwanese romantic drama and 2018, uh, the Japanese film Yokai Watch uh, coming to uh, Japanese theaters this coming weekend. Um, and then, interestingly, the Monday after, on the 14th, Uncharted will make its debut. Um, so we'll see how it, if it has kind of a broad international appeal. There. I'm not really sure how well the movies are, have done over there. Um, but then next weekend, you know, on the 18th, we have The Batman coming out, um, which, again, hopefully does really well over there. And on the 20th, 25th, we have Moonfall, that Roland Emmerich film that kind of flopped over here. Um, I think I I'm, I'm definitely have a feeling that this is probably meant primarily for the Chinese audience, given the amount of Chinese investment going into here, kind of just the nature of the film. But we'll see if Chinese audiences, you know, are into the big, dumb action films as many people think they are. Following that, on the weekend of the 1st, because of a national holiday pushing things around, um, Hotel Transylvania 1st will be getting a Chinese release that weekend. 
Uh, and then Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Grindelwald will actually be releasing in China early, one week ahead of the U.S. release on April 8th. Um, so, you know, not going to say what they're going to do with regarding Dumbledore's sexuality there, um, since that might be the secret of Grindelwald in question. Uh, but, you know, it definitely seems like Hollywood is back in play here. Um, of course, we don't have any plans. I, I think it's dead in the water to expect any of the 2020 Marvel films to come out, which, you know, I don't know. Are we going to see, uh, are we going to see Doc, um, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness come out there? Um, who knows? We don't know exactly what's going on there just yet, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, in any case, you know, before I sign off and get back to, to moving, a couple of business stuff. The biggest looks to be a new slate of Warner Brothers film release dates, uh, which is kind of ironic that they got pushed back given the success of Batman this weekend. But uh, it looks like they're mostly production delayed. So first up, DC League of Super Pets moves from May 20th to, May, to July 29th. Didn't really have any competition on the May 20th spot, so not sure why they moved this one here. I think it's because um, they're planning on moving Black Adam back to from July 29th date um, back to the October 21st release date. So they wanted to probably have some sort of, you know, summer film for DC. Um, now, you know, given that The Flash is originally two weeks later from the October 21st date that Black Adam is taking, was originally on November, The Flash was originally on November 4th, that needs to be moved back so it doesn't really compete. Um, it's getting pushed back actually, you know, something like uh, six, seven, eight months uh, to June 23rd, 2023, currently up against an untitled Sony Marvel film. So presumably, um, you know, one of the Spider-Man films. Now, also moving is Aquaman 2, which, you know, now actually comes out before The Flash. Previously, you know, Aquaman 2 was set to come out on December 16th. Um, it is now moving to March 17th, 2023. That's a pretty wise move, I think, given that Aquaman 2 on December 16th would have been up against Avatar 2 uh, since both are water-based action films. Um, you know, so definitely, I think, you know, for DC, and given that, you know, Aquaman is arguably one of their more successful uh, films in the DCEU, I think it's definitely a, a good move. You don't want to, you don't want that to be underperforming. Now, all these DC films have kind of pushed back, but, you know, kind of to fill in the gaps, Warner has pulled some films up from 2023 to 2020 to compensate. Uh, for example, to take that December 16th spot, Sazam 2 moves up from its June 2nd, 2023 date, um, so no longer competing against The Flash. Kind of unfortunate that, uh, you know, first, the first Sazam had to open, like, right before the Endgame came out, um, but hopefully I think there's enough space in the December holiday fest for multiple blockbusters films, um, especially as counter-programming since I get the feeling that Suzanne is a little bit more family-focused given, you know, the kids are the are the leads here. Um, so I think, you know, hopefully there's going to be some counter-programming against Avatar 2 uh, and a better match at, match up against that at least compared to um, to for Aqu than, than Aquaman versus going another water film, though still definitely feel for the director on this one. Um, but who knows, you know, I, th I really like the Suzanne films in general of the DC films. Now, in addition, you know, Warner has also pulled the Timothy Salome-led Wonka film titled Wonka, set that was originally set on that March 17th date um, that Aquaman 2 moved to, um, and they're pulling it up to December 15th. So it's actually kind of like self-cannibalization, having you know the, both the blockbuster Sazam and Wonka competing uh, in that same week against Avatar as well. Uh, but I foresee this more so as them trying to get it in uh, to Oscar consideration. You know, I think given you know what you we we know from the Wonka films, you could definitely see maybe production design, maybe costume or hair and makeup, and even you know maybe this is there's an original song if it's a musical um, could potentially get some awards buzz here. So I think that's their move here for for Wonka. 
And then finally, you know, the Meg 2, you know, the surprise to the, to the the sequel to the surprise hit from a couple of years back, now has an official release date of August 4th, 2023. That's slated to go up against an untitled Universal event film. And then this isn't an official release date change, but Dune 2 filming was delayed from summer this year back to fall, which potentially impacts the currently scheduled October 2023 release date. So we'll keep an eye on if that changes. Now, over on the streaming side of things, Disney announced they'll be launching an ad-supported version of Disney Plus later this year. Uh, No pricing details or date was announced, so presumably it'll be less than the current ad-free version of $7.99 a month. Uh, Marry Me, the J. Lou Owen Wilson rom-com that released both in theaters and on uh, the Peacock app, apparently is their most streamed movie yet, um, though Peacock did not give exact numbers on there, so I don't know how much this actually means. Uh, over to Paramount Plus, CEO Bob Bacus, in addition to you know saying that the Disney model of an ad-supported format kind of validates their particular strategy, um, you know they are, he's also kind of rolling back that uh, Paramount Plus uh, will no longer be doing a movie every week, but instead a movie every other week. Um, in addition, it looks like they're wrapping up their specialty label under the broader Paramount Motion Picture Group. And then finally, you know, they are uh, there may be a new player in terms of scripted content business, TikTok. Uh, apparently, they are launching the first fully produced sketch comedy series, Stapleview, on the platform. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if in the future they end up moving into producing indie films, maybe, uh, maybe even full blockbusters eventually. Um, but given the growth these past few years, I'm not sure. Su- you know, it's not surprising that they're trying to expand their reach. Um, I wouldn't count anything out at this point, and at least it can't be as much of a failure as Quibi, right? Uh, in any case, I think that's it for this week. Um, since there are no wide releases this coming weekend, and because you know I'm moving and also trying to finish the death race, um, unless there's something super critical box office wise that I just have to cover, um, I'm gonna think I'm gonna take next week off. So I'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks at my new place. Um, hopefully between now and then, like I said, I can catch the Batman as well as finish my Oscars death race. But anyway, wish me luck both with watching the films and also this move, guys. Uh, with that, that's a wrap for this episode. Send me ideas for worlds I should cover via email at boxofficewatchpod podcast at gmail.com or on twitter at BOWatchPodcast. Our shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. You can subscribe or just recommend us to a friend. Any of that helps. If you're feeling extra generous, support us, consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, and links to all of that will be in our show notes. Numbers come from thenumbers.com. Intro and outro music from Kevin MacLeod. His stuff is at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. And until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, our watch goes on.